Hi there, Catsuit. Hi there, Nookie. Wait, I wasn't expecting you right now. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to stop by and tell everyone about our event coming up Valentine's weekend. You mean the three-day education and social event focusing in on dating and relationships for kinky folks called the Kinky Dating Something Something and Love Blah 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 event? We've got great speakers lined up, including me. Yeah, also Lexi Silver, Zach Budd, Unruly Nerd Girl, and I'll even be presenting a four-hour workshop. Don't worry, it's in two parts about how to defuckify your dating and create a profile and a life that weeds out what you don't want and attracts what you do. Registration is open now. And the first 500 people get in free, so don't hesitate. Get registered at datingkinky.com slash dating dash love dash event. It's a great opportunity to learn from the people you love about the people you hope to love. I know it's on my Valentine's Day calendar. Chocolates are optional. The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky connections and kinky education. It's kinky done differently. women and other wonderful humans want. A frank and fun conversation about the way people approach each other for romance, relationships, friendships, or other partnerships that make us happy. With questions asked by a guy. And now, here is your host. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, a look into the beginning of traditional and non-traditional relationships from the first impression to the messaging that finally wins people over. I'm John, known around some parts as Hi There Catsuit, and this week we visit with one of the people that inspired me to start this very podcast. But to get us in the mood, let's hit the music. That music must mean we have a special guest, and it is Lady Pym, who is a professional dominatrix, kink educator, and the host of the multiple award-winning Bedpost podcast. Let's find out what makes her happy and what Lady Pym wants. It's the first five. What is it that makes a good first impression for you? I mean, for me professionally, um, a short, concise request via um, what I have in my bio, how, how I'm telling you to contact me. If you follow those very easy booking instructions and have a short, concise, polite email, that is the best first impression you could possibly give. And even better, like cherry on top of that, is uh, if there's a tri tribute attached as well. <laughs> first time that you knew you were kinky. I mean, if we want to talk about like way, way, way back, then I did some pretty freaky shit with my Barbies. Like Ken always kidnapped Barbie, always tied her up and always made her do like humiliating things. So <laughs> if we want to go like way back, those are, there are some pretty early warning signs. Yes. 
first time you fell in love? I mean, I fell in love. Um, I've, I had a boyfriend like throughout high school. And I think that was the first time as like, like a young adult that I really got to that kind of love that was like mutually respecting and like you could actually really get comfortable and get to know the person and not just do this thing that felt very awkward um, and presentational. So I'm going to say James was my first love. We dated for like a couple years in high school. Still keep in touch with the guy and his sister. His sister might give me a tattoo really soon. So, you know, that was 20 years ago wow. around then. And we still keep in touch. So that's something. Time flies, doesn't it? Show does. First time you ever received a dick pic and your reaction to it. <laughs> you know what? I've received so many dick pics in my day that I couldn't even remember member a first I mean that is just something I'm barraged with honestly with some someone who has like a public you know profile that's like even vaguely sexually related and you happen to be a female <laughs> then you're just gonna get so many um but uh I can tell you the last one I got <laughs> do tell which was the yes it was this whole elaborate email um we happened to be talking about receiving unsolicited dicks on my podcast so somebody emailed my podcast email to be like oh my god Aaron have I got a story for you they write this novel of an email to say that there's this guy that is sending uh, me a dick pic and I shared it with all my friends and here it is isn't it funny? Love Sandra. Love your podcast. I'm like, dear, in quotes, Sandra. <laughs> oh, and there were, oh, <laughs> I'm like, I did not open your dirty dick because I don't want to see it. So I don't know why you're going through this like elaborate manipulative story because in the email, I was like, uh, I was joking that I like if I receive a dick pic I'm gonna put it on my Twitter right so that was mm -hmm. what the guy wanted me to do right so they were like wouldn't it be funny um, if you put it up on your Twitter ha 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 here it is if you want to do that and I'm like okay Sandra I roll <laughs> stop sending women dick pics without their consent Sandra quote unquote yes yeah. bunny ears Sandra <laughs> first time you had to block somebody oh my god once again a thing i do on the daily <laughs> blocking is it, a girl's best friend <laughs> want your online presence to be drama free like you have to just be liberal with that mute button and that block button i think the first time it happened to me like in a professional context context it was kind of weird because first I did do an online session with them. So they had actually purchased a service from me. So this was the first time that I was like, oh, no, wait, you, you can block somebody that has 
you know, purchase, purchased a service from you, like you can block whomever, like it doesn't have to be like the time waster who, you know, is just wasting your time or jerking off while they're sending a request to session or going into too much detail, um, you know, without me asking for that. So I think the first time that happened was this guy that was in my DMS on Instagram. And I was like, if you'd like to book a session, you have to email me, like read the bio buddy you have to email me at my professional email. So we actually did do that. And he booked a session, we had a session and it was fine. It was totally fine. And then he got it into his head that he was like, oh, I wanna book an in-person session with you. I'm like, because of COVID, this actually happened early this year. So mm -hmm. I was like, because of COVID, that's not gonna be happening until who knows when, like we literally could not plan. I'm not gonna take a deposit. You just have to look at my socials to see when I'm back in the dungeon, like a physical space. And he kept on and on and on and on about it. And he would be emailing me. He would be, he would still, he went back to my DMs and was DMing me on Instagram, just like daily, multiple messages daily. And I'm like, you paid for one session. That does not title you to my time. I told you that I'm not going to plan an in-person session with you at this time. You can, you know, put in an inquiry when I'm back in the dungeon and uh eventually he just kept going on and on about it and more elaborate stuff too he was like oh we can film it oh we can broadcast it live it was like, gonna oh, be a tickling wow. session he's like so I can collect all this money from all these people that are gonna be interested in watching a live tickling video and it can be interactive and on and on and on and I'm like stop messaging me and I had to block the guy and he still tried to get at me. I saw him on other profiles. Unbelievable, right? Hi, this is Jane Boone, the author of the novel Edge Play. It's a revenge fantasy where the big short meets 50 shades of gray. Only the women wield the whips and the billionaires submit. You can find it at Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle. And be sure to check out my episode with Tara Indiana right here on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Thank you. Two people getting to know each other, just like we did in high school. Here is Seven Minutes in Heaven. Now we're going to go to Seven Minutes in Heaven, where I get to learn <laughs> a little more about you and what makes you tick and your turn-ons and such. Because Ooh, as an wow. audience, we want to know a little bit more about what makes Aaron Pym tick because I want to know a little bit more about the real you sure. Be, because I know Lady Pim is not who you are 24 seven. So what makes Aaron happy? Oh boy. Like in the bedroom, we're talking, we're talking in sexy stuff. Or, or actually if let's say I wanted to know what made you happy or things that I could do to make you happy, not necessarily in the bedroom, but just as a person. Certainly. Um, so I'm a professional dominant, but I am a lifestyle switch. So I play on both sides of the slash uh, very regularly in my personal life. Um, so that's something that I do kind of put out there. Like I want people to know I'm a switch, but on my professional profile, I can't, have too high a percentage be about bottoming, submitting, 
or switching because I, you know, it's my business profile. And if I'm not offering those services, then why is it on there essentially? But I don't want to be shy about me being switch. I want people to know I'm a switch and that I can be validly, you know, be a switch and be a professional dominant. And it's not, you know, some bullshit that, uh, you know, I'm not a real dominant, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm a switch, none of that. So that is something that I like people to know about me for sure. So that means that in my personal life, I do submit a bottom. So I actually consider myself a bottom leaning switch. And why I kind of pro chose to go into professional domination is because that's something that I can do more, e I can access more easily on a casual basis or with people I don't know super well. Whereas when I bottom and submit, that has to be with people that are um, folks that I like really trust and really comfortable with and like just want to suffer for generally. It's got to be like a special person in my life. So that's that. And then in my life, I mean, I really put, I like to think that I put out there something like on my Twitter, for example, something that does closely resemble my actual personality. Like basically my thing, it, my professional persona is like, like fun, but a sadist. And I think that's how I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not a lie. I think that I used to put a lot of thought into how I like what is Lady Pym like? You know, what is her voice? Where does, where is she coming from? And I think I do that less and less um, throughout my life and throughout my professional life as a dom. And I think it just mo more closely resembles my authentic personality, my authentic self. I, I think I've gotten more and more comfortable to bring myself into sessions. So basically at this point, my brand is like, do you like me? great, come play with me. It's not like, okay, I'm these five traits and nothing else. Or I'm like these two traits and nothing else. Or what's even worse that a lot of people put themselves in like a human smaller box. Like this is the one thing I do. And it's like, well, now we're all humans. We're all multifaceted people. So mm -hmm. I like to think at this point that I do present that way, even in my personal accounts online. So I, I mean, what I need, I need, what I need from life is like a tea. I need, I need to have tea at all times. Um, that's, mm -hmm. that's a major thing. I need to get high once and again, once, uh, once and again, um, to uh, have a lot of love in my life. I need kinkiness in my life, like really need it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also... I'm also like really an introvert. I honestly am. So I need a lot of home time. Like I'm most comfortable in my home watching reruns of shit. I've probably watched a thousand times. <laughs> Cuddling with a partner, eating food. I fucking love food. Like food is <laughs> my life motivator and a tea. And that's like heaven to me. What is a surefire way somebody can establish a connection with you and what's a surefire way that they can't? <laughs> a surefire way someone can establish connection with me. I think you have to be, you have to have a, a sense of humor. I mean, I love to laugh. I'm a big laughter. If anyone has listened to my podcast, <laughs> oh, I'm just yes. laughing. I'm just laughing the whole time. Like, and if anybody has ever sessioned with me, 
I'm just laughing the whole time. Like you will endear yourself to me so quickly if you could make me laugh. And that means clients, that means partners in my life. That means my friends. I mean, I think that basically is number one. And then like, if there are warning signs right away that this is not gonna be a person I wanna be close to, someone that's not listening when I am telling them my boundaries. Even if I'm being subtle about it and I'm not being like so direct and like, you're currently violating a boundary of mine and please stop. Like you need to be at least that aware, at least paying attention to me that much that you are seeing, you know, that you are, you are sensing the undertones of something I'm saying to you. And uh, yeah, if you do that more than once, I'm like, bye. Like I literally am not going to be here anymore <laughs> or ever again. Since they're knocking on the door and our seventh minutes in heaven is just about up. What <laughs> is, what are your favorite Canadian television series of all time? Oh my God. I feel like such a cliche, but I just watched Shit's Creek from beginning to end. <laughs> like in the last like week or maybe not even a week, I binged the entire thing because it finally like got so internationally recognized and I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And I watched it beginning to end and I fucking loved it. Let's take time out to talk about one of my friends, Kitten Flow. She's got a really cool company called Lucky Kitten Colors. It's pet play gear handmade by a kitten. And I actually have some good kitten friends who absolutely would love these kind of collars. She makes collars adorned with colorful chains and bells of all sizes, adjustable ears and lots of fun neon and pastel colors that will stay on even when you're upside down. Harnesses and tails, harnesses to use with your own tail and fuzzy heart, tummy crop tops. Everything is made to adjust to almost any body type. She'll also take custom orders if you can dream it. Chances are she can make it. The shop can be found at etsy.com slash shop slash lucky kitten collars. And you can find her on Instagram at lucky kitten collars. And since we know women and other wonderful humans love to save some money, we're gonna do that for you. Use the code WANT20 for a coupon for 20% off your purchase. That's WANT20 for 20% off your order just for being one of our listeners to the show. So check out her store, etsy.com slash shop slash Lucky Kitten Collars. Lucky Kitten Collars, fantastic things for pet play. Take it from someone called Catsuit. <laughs> You know you've gotten those messages you just have to talk about. So now we will. It's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because I know Lady Pym and Aaron <laughs> Pym both receive message after message after message. So I'm going to give it. you a little heads up. Would you kindly open up either your Twitter or your Instagram and read me... <laughs> The last 10 DMs. Oh my God. <laughs> sure. Okay. So let's go over to my, let's go over to my professional Instagram. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Okay, so the last thing is um, my like full-time sub that I have, he has put a heart on my story because he's adorable and he likes everything that I put out there. The second one <laughs> is this person that had, they have an empty follow profile, like, so it's an empty profile. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm like, and they're like, please accept my request. And I'm like, I don't accept requests from blank profiles, sorry. And they're like, but I'm Rob. We talked yesterday on Google Hangouts. And I'm like, I'm not on Google Hangouts. That is a fake. And I immediately took a picture of myself with my handle and the date and time and send it. So that's the last message on that is a picture of myself. So so that's what the proof of life picture was. (laughs) <laughs> yes, but this was another one with another person. It happens okay. that often. Wow. Yeah. The third one is uh, my partner Josh is getting a tattoo today. So he, in his Insta stories, he it uh, showed that he was getting his tattoo, mm-hmm. and I put a heart on it. <laughs> the fourth one is this lovely student from Ryerson that is going to interview me for something. So we had a pre-interview today. So the last message was already just give me one sec. That was to attend the Zoom link for mm-hmm. that. Um, the fifth one is somebody, a lovely person, a uh, lovely kinky person who I've not had the opportunity to play with yet, but uh, they've been on my podcast. They're a great kink educator and content creator. And um, we decided that, you know, maybe we're going to start talking about playing together so uh they messaged me the last message is let me know when you're free for a little vid call my schedule is pretty open so that's lovely lucky human i know right the next one is the podcast intellectual erection they just painted me for um like they're starting up an art company called aesthetic erection Mm -hmm. so they just painted me and they just put made a post about it so i just like that post (laughs) these sound really tame to be honest with you they all sound respectful and it's not what i was expecting i know the next one is uh my friend graham who's a lovely photographer and he was giving me some samples in my dms and i just said woot i like all those new pictures of me Because he sent me some lovely witchy pictures from this thing that we just sent. So we want one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, eight is from a gentleman I have a huge crush on. Um, and he just liked something that was in my story. Aww. <laughs> um, the ninth one is a dom that is kind of apprenticing under me at this point. Um, and we're just having a consultation session. So they just said, all right, ready, LOL, because they were held up for a second Mm -hmm. and then the 10th um is a lovely content creator and pleasure provider lush lynn and we are just kind of chatting about um that we hope throughout all of this like people uh may you know it, it might shape people's ideas like reshape people's ideas surrounding like risk and consent as well as acknowledging needs for touch and the value of physical experiences um and uh we decided we should have a park hang soon and i said cool we'll do that's it that's top 10 baby so lady pym those are very very tame how do you do it (laughs) um well for Instagram, uh, my profile is on private at this point because oh. I've had so many people like 
I just hate the DMs on Instagram so much. And I recently just like put it on private and made everyone, I booted everyone that didn't have like an actual. Um, and then on Twitter, my DMs are closed. Like, I mean, it's all just people that are like fellow content creators or mm -hmm. fellow providers talking about like shooting content together and telling each other about fakes. Like my last one is uh, my friend who's a dom um, in New Zealand. And she was literally just like, oh, hey, there's another fake profile out there. They just tried to add me. And then she's like, by the way, look at my new flogger. And it's just like a handle and then like a bunch of really heavy duty chains on it. I was oh, like, geez. um, amazing. <laughs> so like, I know that it seems like counterintuitive that my, my DM should be just like littered with, hey, hi, huh, huh. But I've like really orchestrated my social media around that because I don't fucking got time for that. I was going to say, you don't have time for that, and you probably don't have the mental health spoons to go with that either. Hell no. So turn them off. Turn off those DMs. So when somebody finally gets to you in a good way, meaning has approached you properly, are you surprised by that? Or is it is it the norm to approach you properly, since obviously you have certain protocols that you go through, uh, both professionally and I'm guessing personally, or is it the exception to the rule when somebody gets it right the first time? More often than not, if people are booking a session that they'll kind of at very least read your bio and figure out how you want it done. Like they'll actually read your booking instructions. Most people that actually want a session with you. Um, if they don't, and they're just kind of, you know, jerking off while, while they're writing their session request or DM or whatever it is, then, then it's just shit. It's like literal vomit that I'm reading. Um, <laughs> like, so I think, yeah, it, I, I think more often than not, people get it right, I'd like to say. And I don't know, though, that's hard. It's hard to say, because I've really like... Um, figured out how to weed out, you know, the, the white noise. So I'm sure there is a white, lot of white noise if I didn't do that. So I know it's a little biased because <laughs> I make it harder to get to me. That's for sure. What are the kinds of things that break through that white noise? Somebody who, I mean, if you're going to connect with someone online, like, and it's not professionally, you've got to kind of be in the circle and make the person aware of you. So, you know, you want to like their posts and stuff. You might want to comment on their posts. You might want to retweet their posts. Um, you just want to kind of get on the radar a little bit before just sending like a cold DM. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because if I've literally never heard of you before, then I'm not going to respond. You know what I mean? Um, so if I, if you send me a DM or a something, an email, anything, um, and I've heard of you like at all, then I'm like 10 times more likely to actually read it and respond. So I don't know, that might be a little hint. I mean, that's in my personal experience, but might work with other people too. Who knows? Good advice. 
you have such amazing pictures, both on your Instagram and on your Twitter. Oh, I, I love some of the little videos that you put on there <laughs> that say <laughs> your attention, please. Or uh, this is this is what you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And I listen to your podcast and I, I'm saying this in a very respectful way. I have a little crush on you. I think, and it's because of you, not your appearance, but your personality. But my I appearance in love also, with, though. I, well, yes, you're a very beautiful woman, but your personality just absolutely captures me. Your laugh. The, oh, thank you. The fact that you're always having fun. So from listening to your podcast and falling in love with that personality, how do you not get people who just throw their undying devotion at you <laughs> before they've even met you. I mean, that, that truly does happen. <laughs> and I don't know, it kind of reads like, it reads like you're a fan, right? So mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, thank you. And that's kind of, unless, you know, you've written something that is really resonating with me in some way. Like I had somebody who is a young person be like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I've listened to your podcast for years. And I basically like grown up on this podcast. Like they were 17 when they started listening and they were like 22. Now they're like, it's really like shaped the way I think about sex. Um, and like shaped my relationships and all that kind of stuff. So like that kind of an email, I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Like that is, thank you so much for telling me that. And I'm just so honored and grateful and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know if it's just kind of a, a generic, as you said, like just kind of professing your love for, for me. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like TMI a little bit or like <laughs> didn't ask or like why is this email so long you know should have had a tribute attached like all of those things go through my head um but no I do like fans that approach me like in a respectful succinct way <laughs> and respect is the word that comes up more than anything when I talk <laughs> about what we've talked about on here exactly same here I have been lucky enough to have some amazing guests ranging from fetish model icons to wonderful authors to everyday people. Mm -hmm. But you are very much in the public eye, especially in the Toronto area where you are very well known for being a part of the ritual chamber as one of their doms. Mm -hmm. What is your gut feeling that goes through you that says, yes, now, other than they might pay you, I totally get that. But what is the thing that goes through your gut feeling that says, I'm going to have a good session with this guy, right? Or this woman, for that matter? It's hard to say because people communicate via like writing an email so differently than uh, when you're talking to them in person. Like, truly, you don't know someone until you've met them. And I do encourage people to kind of push through, you know, say if there are a lot of typos or the writing isn't great, but you see them making an effort and they're following instructions, but maybe, you know, writing just isn't their strong point. I do encourage people to kind of push through that um, and session with them anyways, even though everything isn't 
perfect. I mean, if you get a really bad, if you get a bad vibe from somebody, then no, for sure don't. But if they're doing a lot of things right, um, I say give them a chance because one of my, like my full-time professional sub right now um, is terrible at spelling and grammar, <laughs> like the worst, like literally he'll like comment on my friend's Twitter posts and they'll be like, um, can I get a translation? Like you literally can't even understand some of the things he's trying to type. Now but- I'm, I'm going to ask, is there punishment <laughs> involved in this? Because maybe he wants to get punished for the bad grammar. Trust me, he does get punished. He, get pun- <laughs> he gets punished. Everything is his fault and he knows it. Um, so that's just one of the things. You shall bow <laughs> to the Oxford comma. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and he's the loveliest human being in the world, like the loveliest. And, you know, I, I feel like he's told me before. He's like, I've been blocked. I've been, you know, I've, I've had I've been rejected for sessions uh, before, you know, and I mean, so there's that. And then also, I mean, I've had really good online experiences with people and met them and had a bad experience. Mm. Um, I've also had uh, like where in an email, I'm kind of getting a bad vibe, but I don't trust it. And then I get in the session, like the in-person session, like pre-COVID and I was like, oh, I should have listened to my red flag because this guy is like a nightmare, essentially. So that's happened, too. And then also I've been like I've had the thing where I've had a long kind of drawn out Internet uh, correspondence with somebody and then finally did an in-person session. And I was like, "Ooh, we click so much online. I really, really, really hope that this person that I don't just like suddenly not like them when I actually meet them and I met them and they were so fantastic. So I don't know, it's kind of all over the place. Um, my experiences with how it translates between, you know, meeting someone and kind of texting with somebody or emailing with somebody. And I don't know, there's no, there's no black and white answer to that. I think. Staying within dominatrix HIPAA, is there such a thing because i'm guessing it's even more stringent than the actual hipaa laws would be trying to to make sure things are discreet is there anybody that you can remember that is the perfect case of you can't judge a book by its cover in a wonderful way they walked in to the session and you're like this is going to be a challenge and it turns out to be wonderful or they come across one way either in talking or in writing and it turns out that they're fantastic when they're actually in person yeah i think i'm on the most part i'm pleasantly surprised by all of the people, most of the people I see for in-person sessions, like, cause you meet them at the door. That's the first time I see them. They know what I look like. They follow me on Twitter. They've listened to my podcast for years, mm-hmm. but like I open the door and I just see a person and I'm like, oh, interesting. Let's see how this goes. Like, I don't, I really try to have as little judgment as possible 
um, when I first meet a person. You know what I mean? All I've seen is this form that they've submitted. Sometimes I don't even have any other email correspondence with them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so when I see a person, you know, I, I'm almost always my thought is like, oh, okay. <laughs> Come on in. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's never what I think it's going to be. Um, I'm always surprised. Um, and for the most part, I have lovely sessions. And I, I, I mean, I've had sessions with people, um, you know, with all different social economic backgrounds, all different ethnicities, all different ages, all different genders. Like I've had the full gamut mm-hmm. of p- folks to session with. And, you know, you, when you open that door and you see that person, you just, um, it's exciting, you know, and it's always a pleasant surprise to play with a new person. So I don't know that's kind of a non-answer I realize, but there you have it. I received an email yesterday or actually a FET message from a gentleman who talked about the fact that their fetish is very much mirrored mine. His is more with leather, mine's more with, with spandex and latex. Mm-hmm. And he asked the age old question, how did you get involved with the scene and how are you so comfortable in it? And why is it so difficult for me? Right. So I'll ask you this question, a guy like that who thinks there's no hope, what are you telling him to do so that he feels hope? Right. I think to surround himself with like-minded people, um, And I know that's not always possible, like geographically, like in person, because, you know, depending on where you live, you may may or may not have access to other kinky folks or kink community. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then it's really important to do that online. The internet is saving a lot of people's lives because you can connect with people from wherever around the world. And those are valuable connections. I mean, that's something I've learned from you know, when COVID happened, I couldn't do in-person sessions anymore. I was kind of begrudging the fact that I'd have to take my business online because I'm like, oh, well, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to feel the same. And yeah, I just kind of wrote it off a little bit, but I've, I got to tell you, I've developed some of the most valuable connections with subs doing professional online work Mm -hmm. for the past like six or seven months, just for myself being like a professional where I get a lot of my information, where I have a lot of like support networks, a lot of like my resources, my kinky resources, they're all from like my peers on Twitter. And like Mm -hmm. most of them are not near me whatsoever. So I would encourage them to just like immerse themselves in some sort of online community or multiple online communities, honestly. And if it's like not COVID times, then I would be like, you got to get into those kinky spaces then if you have them available to you, like go to munches, go to kink events. Like you don't have to like dive right in and go to a play party if you're not comfortable with that or, you know, if you're not quite ready for that. Mm -hmm. There are steps like go to a kinky performance, go to, you know, if you're near any kind of city, there's some kind of kink shit going on, you know, (laughs) that you can get involved in and potentially meet people 
You like a I mean? live performance of the bedpost when it there comes. you have there you have it <laughs> exactly and i mean i've made love connection connections at bedposts like people have actually two of my friends that were engaged got engaged like a year ago they met at my show so there you fucking go <laughs> <laughs> and then also i mean hire a sex worker if you you really don't know what to do socially and you want to explore your kink and you want to feel valid in your kink and you want to practice your craft fucking hire dominatrix mm -hmm. hire hire somebody so that you um i mean those are all very valid connections i have a blast with my paid clients like and you have no idea how much you can get out of a session with a sex worker like it will it's life-changing honestly because we've seen it all you know we're not you're not going to get any judgment from us we're going to mm -hmm. celebrate you and sometimes that goes a long way for somebody that doesn't have access to playing uh with partners you know in like physically in their own cities hire a sex worker he actually went to see domina l in Denver, who amazing. I have seen on Twitter, and she talk about an amazing, amazing Dom. I, I've just admired from afar, but wow. I, I think that that's, she brings together fantasies for a lot of folks who have my particular fetish. That's for darn sure. Yeah, totally. Love that for him. Good. Being a professional dominatrix, you may have a different view of this, but I'm going to put out two words that I'm not going to call trigger words for me, but I've heard them and they make me feel uncomfortable for many reasons. Okay. And those two words are fetish dispenser. You know how before we were talking about like things that will for sure make me not want to session with you date you <laughs> spend mm -hmm. time with you share myself with you is if you're going to treat me like a fetish dispenser like here's the thing with dominance right <laughs> with femdom let's say mm -hmm. so in this magical female dominated world what are we there for if we are dominating the world we're doing what we want with it not what you fucking want mm -hmm. <laughs> like yep why in your opening email to me are you going into your fucking life story like i and there's no tribute attached like i don't get it because as i was saying before i'm like you book me for a session it's because you like me you want a session with me you know me via somewhere because i'm everywhere on the internet so you know me you like me you want a session with me so that's what you're gonna get so yeah you can like you know tell me we can have a conversation about some of the things you would like to do in the session and your kinks and stuff like that obviously i'm a professional so i am providing a service but also i'm a femdom so we're gonna do what i want mm -hmm. <laughs> like otherwise what are you send, signing up for well, I'll tell you, you're signing up for a fetish dispenser, you know, someone to just dispense your fetishes for you. And even though it's professional service I offer, that's not it. I'm sorry, honey. Like, I need to feel like we're collaborating. I need to feel like you are really in the room with me and we're like experiencing a thing together. I understand that maybe people don't want to conduct their kink like that perhaps but then uh, i don't know then then 
just don't book me. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so somebody like sends me a big long email like that. Um, and that's the first email. They haven't even said hi to me or, or like, mm -hmm. you know, and they're just like delving into these, these like number one, they're for sure jerking off. Number two, I'm like, that's nice. Like, and if it was a physical piece of paper, I'd rip it up and throw it away. Like, I don't care. <laughs> so let's take a look at the converse of that. Give me three things that would make a great first email to you. Hi, Lady Pim. Um, I'm a follower of your Twitter and I absolutely love what you're putting out there because I've been consuming all of this free content for so long. And I realized that many hours go into curating your work Twitter. Here's a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> that is a recurring theme with the one Lady Pim. I'm not going to lie. Or like, you know, if you're writing me an email to be like, your podcast has changed my life, you best be signing up for my Patreon. I'm mm -hmm. not lying. Like, this is stuff that I put a lot of energy thought hours into. So right there. And then telling me in a short, succinct, respectful, polite way, what service you would like to engage in. Like, here's the thing with those big, long emails. It's like, they told me their life story and yet they have not even told me like what service they want from me, mm -hmm. like what they're inquiring about. They're like, I want to be, I want to serve you. Here's my life story. Hope you'll consider me, bye. I'm like, what the fuck was that? You didn't even tell me, what do you want? Like you want a Skype session? You want an in-person session? You want custom content? You want to, like what? You didn't even say that much. And this is my business email. So like, that's the thing. Be like, hey, how are you? Some short little thing that tells me that you are actually like seeing me in some way. A mm -hmm. tribute's always lovely. Tell me what you want. And if I do that, you know, and you, like, you know, I hope, let me know if you do that and tell me your rates. Respectfully, bye. Like, that's what it needs to be. I want to talk about some of your passions, including your podcast. And I'm thinking that if people are listening to this new type of podcast, that they probably are coming from your podcast, knowing you already and wanting to know a little bit more about you. Tell me about the joy of doing your podcast. Oh, I love it. I still love it. It's been like five years at this point, and I still love doing the pod. And it's because I, I speak to lovely people, like lovely, like-minded people. Like we were talking about before, if you just want to surround yourself with like a sex positive community, like listen to your sex positive podcast. That's a great way to do it, to like, you know, meet figureheads in your community or other communities and also just kind of absorb the vernacular. You know what I mean? Um, because I talk to so many different people from so many different walks of life, all that, um, you know, have something to say about sex and sexuality. So it's always a fun conversation that 
I mean, I'm an introvert, so I don't have a lot of social contact, like even pre-COVID. So I really even just look forward to like, it's like my social time <laughs> to mm -hmm. like talk to somebody for an hour. So there's that. I also just have cr on crushes on most of my guests. Um, so, that's, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, if I ask you to be on my podcast, that is a hard flirt. That is a straight out, like black and white flirt. And then, <laughs> and then also, I mean, I've curated the format in such a way that it really takes like very minimal prep for me. Mm -hmm. Like, so it takes almost no labor and it just has like a huge payoff. Like I edit it. So there's a lot of, there's most of the hours go towards me editing it. But as far as like prep for an interview or like stuff I have to organize beforehand, it's all just so easy really. And with a lot of payoffs. So I mean, what's not to look forward to? The best conversations come from listening to the guest and responding to that. And you don't need any prep for that. Exactly. I'm like, we'll see when we get there. If they're like, what topics do you want to cover? I'm like, if that makes you comfortable to talk about stuff like that, then go ahead. But I'd rather just go in completely cold and ask you on the day. So there you go. Sounds wonderful. How do people find you on the World Wide Webs and other wonderful places? Oh, yes, where you can listen to the Bedpost podcast on, I mean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and almost any podcasting app that is out there. I do most of my social media in at the Lady Pim one on Twitter. Uh, if you like Instagram, I don't know why you would. It's terrible. Uh, at the Bedpost podcast and at Pim.Lady. If you want to email me about anything pro-domination related, please do so at ladypim at protonmail.com. It has been an absolute joy having you on the podcast today. And oh, I, know thank that you. Our, I know that our listeners learned a lot. And Hope so. The other thing is that some women who may be professional dominatrixes may have gotten some uh, good advice as well. So we try <laughs> to help all here. That's for sure. I love it. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. It's been lovely speaking to you. She was every bit as I imagined her to be. And if you're one of her listeners, you expected nothing less. If you aren't one of her listeners, you can find the Bedpost podcast on the Sonar Network, and you can get all her links in the show notes. Next week on this very podcast, we will get in bed with Nikki. Well, not literally, but we will get to share an hour in the company of Dear Nikki, whose In Bed with Nikki podcast shares anonymous confessions from people like you and me from inside the bedroom and other interesting places. And her Twitter is absolutely hilarious. We would love to hear from you. You can always write me at john at datingkinky.com. That's J-O-N at datingkinky.com. And, and now that we're on most of the major podcast outlets, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review the show. And give us an honest review. We don't want to have anything that we didn't earn. This is John, known around here as Hi There, Katsu, thanking you for being with us and reminding you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you on social media. Check us out at What Women Want P1 on Twitter, What Women Want Podcast on Instagram, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. 
This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky done differently.